Hey, it's Aldwin. And I'm Jason. This is the Ready Play Tennis Podcast. New balls, please. We put our shit together so that we can entertain you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Come back to life, Dick Edward. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? I think I feel like it's another ass comment, but Jason Jason just called you on your bluff and you, you came back and you called us an albatross? I don't know what that is. Do you know what this is? It's called entertainment in all caps. Time. Ready? Play. Welcome to the Ready Play Tennis Podcast U.S. Open Preview. I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm Aldwin. <laughs> We're at the final Grand Slam of the year. You know, I say every episode, I can't believe it. You know, as we move along in this podcast journey, we're starting to really hit some milestones. This is our second U.S. Open preview. Like, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk the shit out of this? (laughs) Uh, Are you... Question. Are you excited? Am I excited? At this present moment, no. Uh, But when I was looking through the draws and doing our, you know, pre-slam analysis, I was getting more and more excited. I think this week, it being a quieter week on the ATP and WTA tours with smaller tournaments, I think it, I felt like in a bit of a lull. Like for Cincy and Toronto, I was really hyped up. Obviously, we were super hyped up because Toronto was our home tournament. We were there in person. Um, I think tomorrow, once action starts fresh at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be fucking excited. Yeah. I would agree with you. I need to hear the music. I need to hear the ESPN <laughs> opening theme music so that I can start to well up a little bit and regain my excitement. Okay, funny that you should mention that. I know for our Wimbledon preview, that NBC music is iconic. I was trying to rack my brain and figure out what iconic US Open music there was, and I couldn't think of it. Can you hum it for us a bit? Not or is offhand. It... There is the Yanni version. Yanni. Uh, the CBS oh. coverage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, that's good. <laughs> and then it crescendos. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, could, that's amazing. That actually, I could, I can hear it in my head. And there's usually like, um, you know, they usually pan out to a shot of the Statue of Liberty or like the Goodyear blimp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that is of of yesteryear that music. But there are a few. You know, the the theme for the ESPN coverage follows the grand slam so i do quite like their um their themes that they've done over the years Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so tomorrow morning (laughs) will be the start uh we have done a deep dive into the draws and then we have a few questions the most pertinent question from our listeners who (laughs) asked us is really the theme of the show which is what (laughs) are your predictions Oh, what an innocent and sweet question. Sweetie, of course we were going to cover our predictions during the U.S. Open prediction show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, we agreed that we were going to start with the men's draw because there's a lot of juiciness going on. And our friend, Novak Djokovic... Our, our friend <laughs> our friend uh maybe we're just friends with his spouse, his spouse but uh he is going for the calendar slam 
Mm-hmm. We haven't heard much from him. Obviously, he's taken some time off, a little bit of an injury before the U.S. Open. Um, I think before we dive into talking about Novak, my question to you is, do you think that him taking a break before the U.S. Open was good for him <laughs> or was it or will it be bad for him? Hmm. I mean, I think of any player, he doesn't necessarily need to come in with so many matches on a hard court. He's proven that he can be successful and, and take a break and, and win titles. So I don't think that's really an issue for him. And I presume he's been uh, practicing, if not playing matches. So, Yeah, he was on the practice court with Andy Murray mm-hmm. the other day. And Vashik. And Vashek, that's right. PTPA represent. <laughs> represent. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously uh, he has a greater chance at this year's U.S. Open because there will be no lines people on the court. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been his toughest opponent. Yeah, Tough- <laughs> toughest opponent. Not... Uh, not uh, Karenia Busta, but the lineswoman. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's break it down here. So Joko. Joko, number one seed. Number one Go seed. Ahead. I have looked at his section of the draw, mm-hmm. and he has a fairly clear path to at least the round of 16. I would love to see him go up against Karatsev in that fourth round. That would be a nice rematch from that tournament in uh, Djokovic's homeland, which was on clay, which was like Mm -hmm. a marathon match. Yeah, uh, I would like to see that as well. I mean, his projected pathway to the fourth round has him facing Dominor, the 14th seed. Am I excited to see a Karatsev uh, Joko showdown? That really all depends on whether Karatskavs can find that blazing forehand and booming backhand again, because he's been a bit quiet on the tour since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So if he can find the form that he had last year and the form that took him to the upset, it would be a nice fourth round match to see against Joko. Yeah. And Dimonor has sort of struggled the last several weeks. I think he went er- out early at, in Wimbledon and, and didn't really go far in Toronto or Cincy or Washington. So he's struggling, although he's seated 14th. Mm-hmm. The projected quarter would be Berrettini. Berrettini's coming off an injury that he sustained uh, at the tail end of Wimbledon. In the, uh, I think before the final, he had that wrapping around his thigh there his nice thigh yeah you know so again remind me Berrettini made his breakthrough at the US Open a couple years ago what was it 2019 2018 I think it was 2018 he made the semifinal yeah lost to Rafa right um do I think that Barrett like Berrettini Wimbledon finalist lost to Joko um Again, has had an injury, hasn't really had any play up into the U.S. Open. Like, what has his practice been on hard courts? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to expect. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of question marks. There's a lot of question marks for players that, you know, really put 
the pedal to the metal at the beginning of the year, doing well in the Australian and Asian swing, and then doing well through the French Open in Wimbledon and just lost gas, Berrettini being one of them. So, you know, I not I'm not sure what his conditioning will look like and if he will even make it to that quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes to tell you how long the tennis season is. I mean, we've been mm. doing this for seven, eight months, and these guys have actually been playing for that long. So it does, you know, beg the question how how long these guys can stay out there. And, and you are starting to see players come down with injuries at this unfortunate moment. So, Yeah. Okay, question for you. So going back to... Um, Berrettini's semifinal appearance in 2018, do you think that matters? I mean, if you're a player that's done well at a tournament, do you think that that gives you a slight edge going back to that tournament? Or is it just a new deck of cards every single time you go in every year? What do you think? I think for him, it's a new deck of cards because I feel like he's a better player now. Mm, Um, Okay. So I don't think that that result matters as much. It was maybe uh, just a fortunate the way the draw worked that particular year, but he is definitely a much better player. We talked about it leading into Wimbledon and his play on the grass. And he won at one at Queens club. So he's, he's a much better player now. And that result is sort of not something I would think about in terms of, you know, what would qualify him to, to make a deep run. Uh, his injury I think is, is going to, to be the issue. And we'll have to watch out for that. The other player in that quarter would be Hercatch that, could um, be the 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 potential um, matchup with Joko. Yeah, I mean, I'm just taking a quick glance at this quarter, girl. I don't see anybody that can really stop him. I mean, if if Berrettini had not injured himself and done something at one of these kind of pre-US Open tournaments, I would have maybe pegged him to give him more of a threat. But this quarter, it looks like smooth sailing mm-hmm. for Monsieur Djokovic. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you have Struff, Nishikori, Goffin, perpetual quarterfinalist. Now he's more perpetual third round. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like, Goffin, Goffin who? Like, I don't remember him. Uh, Senego, who uh, seems to come out in, in you know, big-time matchups, but... Uh, and has beaten Djokovic before. But yeah, to your point, I don't uh, really see much resistance um, other than Hercatch if he can play well, um, which we saw him do in Toronto. So uh, mm-hmm. the interesting matchups, I think, for me in, in this section in terms of round one matchups are Funini Pospisil. You think that's interesting? I mean, I, I would want to see it. <laughs> I listen you and I were just like literally five minutes ago complaining about how fucking hot it is right now in North America the northeast part of North America it is 42 degrees I was walking Bruno about 30 minutes ago Vashik Pospisil we watched him he is going to (laughs) collapse so I mean I I I mean, I was going to say interesting for for that in that respect, but that's kind of sad. I mean, I don't want to see Vashik crumble, but, you know, he keeps on doing these IG videos showing us his fitness. But when it comes to just what he's doing on the court, girl, I don't know if it's going to be this hot tomorrow. I'm not sure that it's going to be a pretty sight for this Canadian. Yeah. I mean, last year he made the round of 16 at the U.S. Open. So hopefully he can 
you know, make a, a little bit of a run again. But to your point, he he does like to keel over sort of midway through the second set, <laughs> as he did in that match against Tommy Paul in Toronto. Yeah. Okay, quick question for you. I know we need to move on, but I do want to ask you this. Imer made a final. Mm-hmm. Okay, lost to Avashka. He's in this quarter, faces Brooksby. Um, from what you saw from Imer's game... Uh, in this warm-up tournament this past week, what do you think? You think, you know, he's just gonna be like made a final, gonna do my best at the U.S. Open. Could he make any kind of run? You think in 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 this quarter? First off, it's nice to see another Swedish player return. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of uh, Stefan back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like his game. He saw a match. Um, I forget what it was a one of the slams against Felix. Um, maybe it was in Australia or like second or third round in Australia. He's he's you know a young guy, twenty two. Uh, he's a really solid player, so I'd like to see him uh, do well. Okay. Yeah. All right. But feeling uh, that. Yeah. Zverev is is the next player in that section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think he's got a fairly easy road as well. That's the quarter with Chapo. This, yes. So Chapo and Zverev share a quarter. Uh, the give me match for me will be Zverev versus Sinner in the fourth round. I would love mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Zverev, um, you know, he will potentially face Bublik or Jack Sock. Um, but I don't see him having much, much resistance um, through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, you know, his performance in Cincy made me a believer that he's... I, I've pegged him as my favorite. I know we're, like, jumping the gun here, but I'm so happy. I am so happy to see Zverev in that top half because I... Not that I don't want Djokovic to attain the calendar Grand Slam, but I think it makes Djokovic path to the calendar Grand Slam more difficult if he ends up facing Zverev in the semi and then Daniil in the final. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is going to be just a masterclass of tennis. So to see Zverev in the top half and not in the bottom half makes it a more treacherous pathway for Joko. And just the way that Zverev is playing, I think that he's the one to really watch. I know Daniil won in Toronto, but... Sasha's Sasha's the one, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting is that he's sort of turning a corner in a way in that I think we've talked about many events where he sort of flies under the radar and nobody is talking to, about him until the latter stages of tournaments. But the way mm-hmm. he's performed, particularly over the summer, having uh, won the Olympic gold medal and then taking a break from Toronto and then landing in Cincy and saying, I'm going to take that title. And, you know, Cici, you can go get coaching from your dad off court, but I'm still going <laughs> to, you know, I'm going to go off court and I'm going to throw up in that third set, but I'm going to win that match. <laughs> so, uh, and then I'm going to dominate Rublev. So, yeah, it is, uh, I think we're getting to this new era with Zvera. Mm-hmm. Uh, a player that I mentioned as a fave or someone to really watch for is Riley. Riley Opelka is in this quarter. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's only seated number 22. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I have, <laughs> I have uh, well, when you talk about Riley, you have to talk about Chapo because I think he's in the way of Chapo. Uh, Chapo's got a tough path, I would say. I don't really, um, I, I don't have him making the quarterfinal. Mm. So in Chapo's pathway, so, uh, you know what, maybe we should tie back to our, our listener questions. One uh, listener sent us a question and asked us, how far do we believe that Chapo is going to make it at this year's U.S. Open? <laughs> and Jason, your answer <laughs> is? <laughs> uh, not far. <laughs> so you think, okay, go ahead. So you think he's going to at least win against Del Bonis? He could lose that match. Oh yeah, I, think I don't so. know much about Delbo, lefty <laughs> Delbo, Delboner, um, lefty, um, yeah, Argentine, good player. Yeah, and you know, in his portion of this quarter, there are some heavy hitters: Kachin- mm. Karen, Karen Kachinov, Harris. Uh, Tommy Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't have spoken about Tommy Paul, but we watched him against Vashek, and he seems to have, you know, improved his game. So he's got a pretty dangerous quarter here. So I'm not sure whether he's going to get past the third or fourth round TBH. Yeah, and let's not forget that he's flaked out of a few events very early. His mm. home home tournament in Toronto. Yeah. Since he lost to Benoit, so... Not not playing all that great at the moment. And he lost early at that tournament in Sweden or Switzerland or whatever. The one, one of the three that Casper Rude won. You know what I'm surprised about? I'm surprised he hasn't released or dropped a new single. Uh, Because remember, we covered that last year. Night Train. (laughs) Night Train and then Drip. A drip. What would the what if you had to name his follow up track to Night Train? What would it be? Walk of Shame. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer our listener question, Chapo is not gonna go very far. Okay, third he's, or fourth round. Yeah, he's gonna be taking that Night Train back to his <laughs> hotel in Manhattan. Oh man. Um, yeah, so I uh, I think to your point, Opalka, Mr. Servbot himself has <laughs> Mr. Uh, who? Mr. Servbot. Oh, Servbot, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he signed the camera in Toronto Servbot, and that's what led to the whole conversation about you know first first team Servbot and all that. Gotcha. Uh, bottom half is Sitsi and Medvedev. Sitsi okay. is your boy. Can we? You know what? Sorry, he's he used to be my boy. Mm -hmm. Um, The controversies around his view on point by point coaching and also taking his purse to the washroom during extended um, after, like at the end of the set breaks, again makes me feel a little bit embarrassed to have dated him. So I think that we're going to change the narrative about Sitsi and I and just say that we were friends. Okay. <laughs> friends who squeezed each other's buttockses. <laughs> there you go. Uh, first round, Juice Fest with Andy Murray. Ooh. 
What do you think? I was going to ask you the exact same question. Do you think there's a little bit of feeling of intimidation knowing you're going against, you know, the person they call, they have made part of the big four a few years ago? No, I don't think so anymore. I don't. I think the way that Steph is playing, though he hasn't won any tournaments over the summer, he's gone deep in the draws. Um, I think that he has solidified himself as uh, uh, as a contender to win a slam. And s- though Andy Murray comes with, you know, slams, double Olympic golds under his belt, I just don't think that Steph is intimidated by that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think he's going to go into that match in like, you know, search and destroy mode. And it'll be lights out for Andy. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. I, How about you? What I, do you think? I feel feel the same way i i don't know if they've played before but um yeah i kind of feel the same way he's he's got too much experience under his belt now and uh we'll definitely need to change those shorts two or three <laughs> times during that match <laughs> um get the give me match would be uh i'd like to see a rematch of the ugo ct match that we saw in toronto yes absolutely that second round match and uh Rublev and FAA. Um, FAA is in this section. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking again about Canadians and how far they're going to go, I just I don't quite have confidence in FAA yet. He needs to show me a few matches where he's not overhitting and and hitting balls long all the time. Babe, I thought he fixed that. What's it, what is going on? Didn't he hook up with Tony? I mean, if if you were to hook up with any coach that's going to teach you consistency and just dogged determination and not over and not overhitting the ball, Tony Nadal would be the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he did with his nephew, right? Yeah. Um, what is Felix's problem? I mean, well, I, he you, made the quarters in Cincy. So he, he, okay. he had a, a good result there, even though he went out in the second round in Toronto, his first, okay. his first match. So, you know, he's got a few wins uh, under his belt uh, from that tournament. So we'll see. But, yeah, I do think, you know, he made the quarters at Wimbledon. But um, if he ends up playing against Rublev in the fourth round, it's lights out. You know what the Canadian boys need to do? They need to hook up with the British boys. They need to hook up with Cam Norrie, and they need to hook up with Dan Evans, because the British guys know how to construct a point. They need to actually be a little bit more kind of aggressive, to be honest. And I think if they do like a Commonwealth, you know, British monarchy, (laughs) Canadian, Canada, UK tournament of champions, it'll be good for them. They can teach each other and how to be aggressive and the other can teach how to construct a point and then you'll have the perfect player. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Am I wrong? I do. I like that. I mean, Norris played really well. Evans uh, seems to be struggling a little bit, but yeah, they, they know how to craft a point for sure. I think, you know, to, to uh, Chapo's defense, he's, he showed at Wimbledon that he knows Uh how to craft a point and he was, uh, and we've talked about this before. He was dominating that match against Djokovic up until the latter part of each of those sets where he got broken. But, um, so I think, you know, this is perhaps an easy quarter for Sitsi. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, you know, some interesting matchups are RBA versus Curios. Uh-huh. I was just going to ask you. Yeah. I will look forward to seeing that match. RBA, you know, the guy who gets every ball back. Mm-hmm. Versus Curios, the showman. Nick looks really relaxed. You know, we have been obsessively following him for eons now, it seems. And watching his IG stories at Flushing Meadows, you know, as he usually does at every tournament, he's practicing in his basketball jersey. He's playing Pokemon Go on the side. He just seems really chill. And, I mean, I don't know what he said exactly about his mindset going into this slam, but... I mean, a very relaxed Nick could be very could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're going to put him up against someone like RBA, who is a virtual, you know, backboard, I, I'm not sure that there's going to be a lot of passion and conviction to kind of stay in a match, especially in 42 degree weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough uh, a tough ask for a player, particularly someone who. Um, who expends a lot of energy trying to keep it together <laughs> on the court. Um, the, uh, what I looked at this particular section, which is Medvedev's section, it looks to be the least exciting. Sorry, one quick question for you. Can we, we didn't even talk about Rublev. You think, you think Rublev is just a knot. It's a knot for him. Uh, no, I have uh, I have Rublev going forward in that quarter. Yeah. Oh, oh, you really over Tsitsi? Well, Ru- he'll he'll go against Tsitsi. They're um, they're projected to to face each other in that quarter. in the quarter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. On to the last on to the last yeah. part of the draw. Uh, so this is the Medvedev quarter with Rude. As the projected <laughs> opponent, <laughs> um, Medvedev's gonna have no challenges here. To be <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm looking. I'm look. Who? Who? Who are who? these people? Who? I mean, he destroyed Dimitrov in. Um, I think he played him both in Toronto and Cincy, or was it just Cincy? yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he played him just in Cincy because uh, Opelka took out Dimitrov in Toronto. So, Okay, let's just say Gasquet is, first of all, tired from his tournament this past week where he probably did better than he's did, done in like two or three years. <laughs> he's tired. Yeah. I mean, he's an, he's he's old, and I'm that's no tea, no shade, all tea, all shade, because we're old as well. I would be fucking tired too. Yeah. So I, I cannot see Gasquet doing a dent of... Of damage to Medvedev. No. Okay. And if you're going to take a look at a quarter of individuals who I've never heard of in my entire life, <laughs> having done a tennis podcast for almost two years now, like, can you educate me? Who is Rafiche <laughs> from the US who faces Dimitrov? He must be a wild card because he's American. I thought that was like a salsa verde kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Excuse me, can we have a side of Rafiche? With... <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Trunjaliti? No clue. Argentinian? Bagnus? Argentinian? Van de Zelchulp? No. Taberner? Babe. <laughs> I know none of these people. 
You know what? Daniil is looking at this draw and is just so happy. Salivating, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't, just like you said, I can't see anyone to potentially give him any trouble. Is this, when he saw this draw, is this when he shared that quote on his Instagram? <laughs> okay, so I wish I had the quote pulled up. You know what? Let me see if I can uh, check on Instagram and uh, find this quote that Daniil posted. Yeah, while you're doing that, you know, I did say that this section is boring, and that's because it has uh, Schwartzman, Dimitrov, Isner. Those are sort of the seeds. Uh-huh. Uh, interesting first round match, Rude versus Songa. Rude versus Songa, okay. Yeah, so that would... For sentimental reasons. For sentimental reasons. It also has Evans and Chilich in this section. But yeah, Medvedev has, I would say, a clean, clean path uh, to the quarters. Okay. Well, okay, listen, I can't find the quote, but I'm going to just paraphrase for everyone. Yeah. So when he was asked about whether... um, it was just, you know, what, how well he's going to do it at the U.S. Open. He referenced the big three, and he's like, listen, it's my... I'm not going to do the accent. I was really <laughs> going to get into there, but I'm not. Um, he said, I'm going to... You know, it's our job to keep the big three to, uh, at 20. And by 20, that is 20 grand slams, you know? So I'm I'm here to stop them, essentially, is what he said. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about drama. We talk about big game. Daniil's got all of those things, and he brings excitement... He basically is what Kyrgios is, but successful. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, he, you know, uh, is a showman in his own sort of unorthodox way. He will, you know, call to the crowd and, like, use his hand, like, give me some noise. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, and he's exciting to watch. You know, Sitsi used to call him boring. <laughs> he was boring to play, but you know he's he he's a different kind of showman for sure. Yeah, so I mean, it would have been nice to have a you know a little a few more players to give him a run in that quarter. But I think it's once we hit quarterfinal day, it's going to be extra or or orangina with pulp. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of quarterfinal day who you got who do i have yeah okay so uh djokovic is obviously going to come out of that quarter um sorry i'm just taking a look through here um who's the seed in this in this quarter so it would be berrettini berrettini um Catch. It's not going to be Berrettini. I'm going to say um, Tennis Sangren. <laughs> <laughs> Djokovic versus Tennis Sangren. Okay, if I had to choose, I'll, I'll choose Berrettini, to be honest with you. Like, I can't think of anyone in that bottom part of his quarter to... To... Um, to pick. To pick. Okay. Um, what about you? What's that quarter look like Her-catch. for you? Herkatch. Joko Herkatch. Joko Herkatch. Okay. Yeah. The next section would be Zverev or Chapo. Uh, those would be the top seeds. I have Zverev. Okay. And who do you have Zverev facing? Opelka. Okay. I'm going to say Zverev Opelka or I'm going to say Zverev Karen. Hatch enough. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, the uh, 
bottom half top section i've got rublev seedsy yeah i think that's the only section where the seeds will actually go through yeah. to the quarter and then as we just just discussed medvedev um but i have chosen schwartzman over rude in terms of <laughs> making really? to the quarters yeah I, I hands down it's going to be Medvedev in the quarter. I'm taking a look at that top part of his draw. I don't really have a lot of confidence that Rude is going to make that quarter. Um, but then again, I don't have a lot of confidence that anyone else is going to make that quarter. <laughs> uh, Schwartzman, okay, you know what? Because it's the U.S. Open, I'm going to just throw John Isner in there. Oh, cute. I'm going to okay. throw Isner in there. I'm going to throw in the other serve bot. There you go. It could be a. It could be a. If that's the case, it could be a serve bot versus serve bot final. Yeah, you know. Okay, one more. Th- <laughs> one more thing before we move on. Um, Diego Schwartzman and his girlfriend. I don't know whether you know this, but they have a clothing company called Peck and Pecky. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, they sell hoodies with big uh, happy faces oh, okay. on it. Okay, I saw them wearing those, but I did not know that that was a clothing line for them. Yeah, and you know he has been working really hard to promote his clothing line, so I don't know whether his head's like kind of in the game. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. You know, big ups to the little guy. That's what I have to say about <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, so I have Joko Zverev semifinal. Yeah. And I have Rublev taking out CT to go against Medvedev in the semifinal. Wow, that's brave. Yeah. That's very brave. Yeah. And then I have a number one versus number two final. Mm. Okay. Very, and? <laughs> very, very creative. <laughs> and I have Medvedev winning his first <laughs> Grand Slam, stopping the 20. <laughs> the 21 <laughs> the drama yeah the drama i would say that um it will it's going to be a djokovic zverev semi and in the bottom half it's going to be a tsitsi uh medvedev semi then it's going to be a zverev conquering over joko i have so much belief in this guy right now i do mm. And then it's going to be Zverev versus Daniil. And I think it's going to be Zverev who's going to win the whole oh, damn thing. Yeah. So of these new guys, the the Rublev, the Medvedev, the Zverev, and the Tsitsi, <laughs> you are picking Zverev to be the first to win a slam. I'm going to choose Zverev. Okay. I have I have a good feeling about him for this slam. So you have, uh, you have him uh, be, taking out Joko, kind of like... Um, Roberta Vinci took out Serena in her effort to go for the calendar slam in the semis. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yes, that would be a good analogy. Cool. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. We did, uh, before we jumped on, we talked about, um, I think it was Chris McKendry from ESPN asked Djokovic how confident he was on a scale of 1 to 10. And uh, what did he say? He said 11. Yeah. And then he excused himself and he said, uh, actually 21. Wink, wink. <laughs> so nice. confident. I love the gamesmanship. That's That makes me want um, Djokovic versus Medvedev even more in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's... 
as as we parlay into the women's side, I think that is the element that we're missing a bit from the women's game at this point. You right. know, it, it's not that it's not that you and I necessarily enjoy enjoy the trash talking. I would say it's like trash talking light, mm-hmm. right? But you know, that's why the time of Serena and Maria was so wonderful for women's tennis because there was tension, there was a rivalry. You know, all these women are so nice yeah. and just lovely. You just want a bit of more, a bit more gamesmanship to make the game interesting, don't you think? Yeah, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. Yeah, no, I agree with you. No more like kissing and hugging at the at the at the net. Like <laughs> a little bit of hatred. Yeah, Katie McNally. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, okay, so over to the women. Mm-hmm. Barty is we just talked we spent I think 15 minutes talking about her last episode yeah she goes in obviously the favorite I would think for most people to win the, t- the tournament what do you think I mean it, how could you not choose her as the favorite mm-hmm. she's the most consistent she's won the most titles she's won on every possible surface she's relaxed um, and she has the most complete game of any of the women out there. So it will depend. Really, her winning the slam is on her racket. If she plays well, she's going to win. Period. Point blank. Point blank and to period. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. She does have a couple of potential encounters to players that she's lost to this year. Uh Uh-huh. Mukova. Ugh. In that, sh- what was the shady Australian Open <laughs> yeah. quarterfinal yes. bathroom break fiasco where <laughs> she was very uh, generous and respectful in loss. Mm-hmm. And then Cerebas Tormo, who she lost to first round. She looked a hot mess, though, in that match. So. <laughs> Listen, well, one of them is going to be eliminated because they face each other, Mukova and Cerebas Tormo do. Um, Mukova needs to make sure that in that first round match against Sariba's tournament, tor- tor- tournament, <laughs> <laughs> torment, that she has 24 liters of water. Correct. Because it's going to be hot and she's going to stay out there because she basically, Sariba's tournament practices in the desert of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, you want to stay out here for 24 hours, bitch? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I love that, that moniker for her, Sariba's torment. That's good. You can thank Russell for that. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Russell's good. We'll need to have him as a guest on our show at some point. Uh, so this section has this is Iga's section. Mm-hmm. Iga Sviantek, who we talked about last week, spending maybe a bit more time on the doubles court than we, <laughs> than we would like. <laughs> Although you know that's her that's her decision to make. You know she she makes a, a nice a nice bit of coin there. Yeah. Um, so Contavit is in this section mm-hmm. and she won in Cleveland and, you know, in the theme of cheap, shitty trophies, she's got, <laughs> she's got a new one. Um, and Pagula is in this section. Babe, she's the one. Yeah. She is the one. Agreed. Uh, over, over Contavite, over, um, Shviantek. She is the one, other than Ash, to come out of this quarter. Oh my god! I have... We don't even need to talk anymore. That's I, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> she just has so 
her mental toughness, I think, is unparalleled. And, you know, she obviously has grown up on hard courts. The U.S. Open is home turf. I can't, you know, just as Ash is a complete player skill-wise, I think in terms of mental fortitude, JPEG is probably uh, really up there. Mm -hmm. So it's either her or Ash, I think, coming out of this this quarter. Yeah, watching her play in Montreal, I was so impressed. Mm -hmm. Particularly that Anz Shabur match where... Uh she was not they the fans were obviously on Jabour's side and she took that third set six love yeah she's like no sweetie <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and um yeah i agree with you Barty and pagula quarterfinal okay question though yeah. semifinalist last year jen brady Mm-hmm. What what do you think? What do you think she's gonna do? I haven't really seen much from her uh, <laughs> lately, so it's hard to know. I mean, she's she's seated thirteen. She mm-hmm. has the upstart from Britain, Radicanu, in the first round. Yeah, I know that's gonna be a tough match for her because Radicanu has been doing well in these W one twenty five not challenger, but the smaller WTA tournament events. So. Yeah, and she's already three matches in having to go through qualifying yeah so so she warmed up (laughs) she is definitely warmed up yeah um another girl i wanted to ask you about um who was the other girl i wanted to ask you about oh gold medalist benchy Mm -hmm. (laughs) why we we don't really care no <laughs> I didn't. I sort of glossed over her, to be honest. Is she in Babe, that quarter? She is in that quarter. She is totally in that quarter. She faces Arantxa Roos but from the Netherlands. I think maybe I glossed over her because I was like Pegula, Pegula. Sorry, yeah, that's same. Jonathan. Is it Pegula or Pegula? I think it's Pegula. I, I, I just remember Jonathan saying Pegula, but yeah, she's she's gonna lose to Pegula. You know what? And if 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 Pagula does not end up coming out of this quarter, she can just sleep in her bag in her bed of money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's possible that she'll lose second round to Coco Vandeweghe. <laughs> uh, that's a joke, right? That's a funny joke. Say another one. <laughs> <laughs> Say another one. Uh, who else is in that section? Do we um, care? I mean, Teichman, who made the final in Cincy. Maybe she's, she'll be a little bit tired. Who knows? Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb's in there. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. It's not Lisa Loeb. <laughs> J Loeb. <laughs> J. <laughs> okay. Is she gonna... This show's okay, going to be two hours. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, okay. The the second quarter uh-huh. is Pliskova, perpetual finalist this year. Uh-huh. Made like three or four of them. <laughs> um yeah, she it looks looks like a tough section. Bedosa, Pav potentially in the fourth round, French Open finalist. Uh the section has Zinyakova, Sakari, Ostapenko, mm. who's seated at a slam again for the first time in how long? I'm I'm not sure. And this is Andreescu's section. Yeah, this is a tough little section here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still going to say Pliskova is the favorite. I mean, obviously, she's the highest seed, but she has the most consistent results out of all of these women. Um, that is the 
exact opposite of Bianca Andreescu, mm-hmm. even though she made a made the final in Miami. Um, okay, maybe we should anchor ourselves in this part of the draw by asking the question: What do you think on Bianca's going to do? I look at her uh, path, and mm-hmm. I think she has a fairly easy road if she's been, you know, playing and practicing. You know, she's posted some of those practice videos on her IG. So scurrying <laughs> around the back of the court in them forehands. <laughs> I would, yeah. Yeah. I, I look at her draw and, you know, I I call for a f- fourth round match either against Zachary or Kvitova. I p- mm-hmm. would prefer the match uh, with Kvitova. <clears throat> but I do think she has a chance to make it through to the quarterfinals. Agreed. I mean, in her little mini portion of the draw, she doesn't she doesn't have a player that is crafty Kathy. Mm-hmm. Remember when she played Shay? Like yeah. she just lost her mind against she Shay. She got punked out in that. She match. got you know, her her a player like Ostapenko, who's her potential third round match, is a player that she wants to play. Yeah. Because she is just a one dimensional power hitter and there's really all of those girls in that part of the draw fit that same profile. I mean, Lauren Davis, Samsonova, remember her? She won a title in Germany this year. So BB's, you know, if BB could have asked for a nice pathway to at least the fourth round, she definitely got it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed completely. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think if... Yeah, I mean, I would love to see her face Kvitova in the fourth round. I do agree with you. If she can, you know, keep her nerve and she can keep her toes in check, she's definitely going to make it to the (laughs) fourth (laughs) round and hopefully the quarterfinals. Um, Yeah, she needed, we talked about this before. She needed a bit of a path, uh, not, not playing players like Shay, you know, she lost to Alizé Cornet, in the first round of Wimbledon, she got sort of moved around in that match as well. So mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. Um, so you think Kvitova over Sakari? I don't know. I think you know Kvitova struggled. I think the last few events, mm-hmm. uh, Sakari's been struggling. I think as well. So we'll see. I've been Kvitova's gone out early in in several uh, of the recent events. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know that Kvitova has got a lot of conditioning under her belt to withstand the 40-degree... Rem- girl, first of all, remember when you played at the U.S. Open site and I was literally melting in the stands watching you? <laughs> melting. Yeah, it was it's... like one thirty in the afternoon, yeah. So I don't think that Miss Kvitova can withstand those conditions. But... I mean, Bedosa has got a good shot, um, and Pav, to echo what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I agree with you. I think this section will likely follow the seeds. So Pliskova versus and Andreescu, uh, with an you know uh, the long shot being Pliskova versus Pliskova. <laughs> <laughs> since since Christina's in the section too. <laughs> the Plishkova oh. who gets no love. <laughs> the 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 left-handed one. Yeah. <laughs> uh bottom half. Okay. Osaka is the number 3 seed. I thought she was going to be the number 2 seed, but it seems like Sabalenka 
bumped her out so she's seated three so she's in the top part of that section Mm -hmm. uh the give me match for me would be to see osaka versus layla but layla would have to win two rounds for that to happen uh if there's hope if there's hope i mean layla beats vonareva at the us open a couple of years ago and i think I mean, again, a bit of a letdown following her title win in Monterey, but that would ag- agreed would be a nice popcorn match to watch. Yeah, does she? She would. She if she wins her first round, she'll have to face either Putin Seva or Kanepi, and we love a Kanepi moment. We love a Putin Seva moment. <laughs> Do we? I mean, she's kind of like the Daniil of the women's side. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun to see that match obviously the popcorn round one match in this section is the rematch of the u.s open final from 2017 mm-hmm. keys and stevens oh my god i mean you know again another matchup that i wish had more excitement behind it because madison hasn't been playing well at all so, you know sloan has kind of found her game again so i can i see sloan kind of going through that pretty easily but it's just a shame that they have to meet each other in the first round Mm -hmm. agreed the other uh juicy matchups that are interesting first round encounters Mm -hmm. georgie the uh national bank open champ against simona Mm -hmm. that's gonna be a good one yeah that's a that's an upset alert potentially yeah i i agree with you total upset alert there and you know why why because she won Montreal, she popped off to Cincy. <laughs> she she got beat in the first round. She's like deuces, going to Miami. She's had a good time. She's like launched a few no, few new pieces of clothing for her clothing <laughs> line, and now she's ready. She's ready. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think she's fresh. Look out, Simona. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. The other uh, lady in this section that, you know, if the seeds went to form, mm-hmm. Osaka would face Svitolina. And Svitolina's going up against our girl. Oh, you know what? Listen, we, our girl being Becca. Becca Marino. Rebecca Marino. We watched her qualify uh, through those three rounds. And I was hoping desperately i don't know whether you're hoping the same thing that she was going to be slotted in one of those qualifying um places where she might face another qualifier or she might face someone else she probably got the most difficult person to play against in svitolina i think in my opinion imo yeah i kind of disagree with you i think of any of the top eight players who tends to flame out early the most it's svitolina Mm-hmm. And Marino, she does not seem to have any intimidation when it comes to playing some of these top players. I mean, she won two rounds against, well, Bedosa, Bedosa and Keys. You know, mm-hmm. you said that Keys isn't playing all that well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think that she has a chance. Uh, you indicated that she gets every ball back. That's Vitalina. But mm-hmm. if Marino's on and she's pounding those balls. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, I want Marino to win this one. I just think that it's a really tough task, especially, well, Svitolina just won in Cleveland, I believe, right? Mm. Um, they gave her a beautiful bowl from the dollar store yeah. as a trophy. A nut bowl. Uh, <laughs> You're having guests over? 
just and ask like, to borrow Svitolina's trophy. And not even like a bowl for cashews. It would be like a, a bowl for peanuts. It's one like, of those bowls that <laughs> if you were to buy it, you know, you'd buy it for $3 at the dollar store and you accidentally like knock it out of your hand. It shatters into bazillion pieces because it's <laughs> like that glass that just shatters into a million pieces. If you shattered it over somebody's head, it's like, you know, act, <laughs> acting glass. So you just. <laughs> that it's that kind of glass. Oh man. Anywho, okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm taking a look at this part of the draw. It is it's a who's who of women's tennis. Kerber, Yastremska, mm-hmm. um, Rybakina. Let's not forget about her. Remember, she had a nice stretch at the at the Olympics. Yeah, it's a tough um, section for sure. It's Coco, Babe Coco. Cuckoo for Coco. Cuckoo for Coco. It's a tough section for Naomi. Mm-hmm. I don't think Naomi's getting out of this one. Yeah, it's going to be... I would agree with you. I would agree I'm with sorry. you completely. Um, yeah, it is a tough section. I don't know what to say about it. Who's going to make it make it through? Toss-up. It's going to be a toss-up. Toss-up. Oh, Kerber's playing so well. You gotta, exactly. you got to give her sort of the, the, the odds makers chance of getting of getting through there potential that would be potential osaka kerber fourth round if she yeah. makes it that far yeah but kerber's got to get past golf first mm-hmm. so that'll be tough yeah good section okay that's a good section the last section is sab section sabalenka mm-hmm. um can't quite make it to the deep rounds of the grand slams mm-hmm. what do you think her <laughs> pressure is going into a surface that she should be doing well on in a slam what's the question is what is she feeling pressure heading into the u.s open yeah like what what do you think her chances are and how do you think she's she's feeling she's still sort of living in that place of the the girl who can't quite get it done yet Listen, I think her the bottom part of her draw, she's got a clear path to the third round. But if she faces Danielle Collins, bitch, it's lights out. I'm telling you, Danielle Collins is my, is the girl. She is the one. How is she okay? doing and, with that injury? I, I don't know how she's doing with that injury. I should have maybe checked up on that. But I have so much belief in Danielle Collins on a hard court. Like if you if it was like a. If I was a betting man, i put all my chips in for her mm-hmm. in this bottom part of the draw. So to go back to your question about Sabi, I think she looks good in the first and second rounds. But if she faces Danielle, it's going to be a very tough task. If she beats Danielle in that third round, I think she's got a nice look into the uh, into at least the semi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, she would potentially face Ons, who we've talked about earlier, and, and Mertens, her doubles partner i don't know are they still playing doubles who ons and uh, uh, Mer- mertens and sabalenka i don't know i didn't i <laughs> we I, I didn't check the ladies doubles job i'm sorry uh, this section also has mugu vika mm-hmm. um and krajikova who's the number eight seed which would be her projected quarterfinal matchup Okay, I'm just gonna say for the record, I am so tired of making Mugu a favorite. If you if you just look back into all of our slam prediction shows, I always choose Mugu as the winner. Yeah, 
Australian Open, French Open, I always say, oh, there's something about Mugu, this tournament, she's going to do something. So I'm so sorry I love you, Mugu, but I'm just not going to choose you anymore. Like, I would have normally looked at your looked at your name and been like, oh, this is, you. Could, she's going to get into that quarter. But I just don't think so. And I will say, you know, I love Vika. Obviously, we have an affinity for Vika as she's been on our show. But what are, what's your feeling about Vika at this U.S. Open? I mean, she got roasted in that in that, <laughs> in that Barty match, like roasted. But she's she's always tough. Um, it would be lovely to see that third round encounter against Mugu. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know she was riding a wave last year i mean it was a uh you know she talked through it on our show she was like we thought you know that win in cincy was her wave but she felt the wave earlier in lexington even though she was losing losing the matches she was playing well um Mm -hmm. so yeah she was riding a bit of a wave and you know she rode it all the way to the final of the u.s open last year and had chances against naomi Mm-hmm. Uh, took her to three sets but yeah she's um it's a different year and uh struggling a little bit so definitely chances to get to the third or fourth round but um i don't think she'll make the final again like she did last year she's got krajikova who is just playing so well even though you know she's still running into people like Barty, but there mm-hmm. uh she's in the other section of the draw so she could encounter her if she uh, goes deep yeah i mean i of of the of the seeds krajikova is the one that i have the least confidence for making it into the quarter but when i look at her i mean i, I don't know that vika has has got it you know yes she talked about her having gained momentum starting in lexington last year but i just don't see in any of her matches or her results that vika has that same kind of um killer instinct that she had going to last year's u.s open Mm -hmm. so Mm. what do you think (laughs) so do you think krajikova makes the quarters um um Gosh, let me look at her quarter again. Sorry. Krajikova? I I would have to say so. Who's the other seed at the bottom? So Krajikova could face uh, Vika in the fourth round. Or or Mugu in the fourth round. I would say if it was... If the stars in that quarter are Krajikova, Mugu, and um, Vika, it's Krajikova. Yeah. Okay. I choose her. Agreed. And then in the Sabalenka section... The seeds are Danielle Collins, mm-hmm. Anjabour, and Elise Mertens. It's Danielle for me. Dan- you're picking Danielle over, oh, Sa- yeah. over Saba. Oh, we- yeah, my life. My whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so if Anjabour makes the fourth round and it's Danielle Collins and Anjabour, you pick Danielle Collins. I pick Daniel Collins. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yuppers. Okay, got you. So if we are to break this down, mm-hmm. who is going deep? You and I who? both agreed it was Barty Pagula, Pliskova. Yeah. I picked Andreescu. I'm not picking Andreescu for that for that quarter. I'm going to choose uh let's see, who is the girl? 
you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Pav. Okay. I'm going to say Pav. Hardcourt, big babe tennis. Like it. You pick Pav. Okay. And then the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Who are you, who you got? Um, okay. I'm going to say, so in Svitolina's quarter. Oh, gosh. This is a hard one. Mm-hmm. You've Do you have... Rebecca. Do you have do you have a person who have you chosen? Mm. This is tough. I'm in okay, I'm I need I feel like I need to make a split second decision. I'm going to choose Kerber. Kerber? Yeah. So you're choosing Kerber? Yeah. Ker- Kerber and then Krajikova. Yeah. I agree. I like Kerber. Um but Ker- Kerber and Krajikova are in... Krajikova is in the bottom half. Oh, so to face Kerber in the quarter? Yeah. Uh, um, okay, maybe I'll just choose Svitolina. Oh, or maybe Rabakina. Gotcha. Yeah, how about you? I like... Halep? <laughs> no, I think Halep needs a bit more, uh, a, a bit more time. Rabakina on the hard court is tough, so mm-hmm. I I think I'm gonna pick her. I think she's the one to beat in that section. I don't think Svitolina goes through, to be honest. And then, mm-hmm. um, oh, it's Kerber, it's Goff, it's Osaka. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna pick. Yeah. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Kerber. Okay, agreed. Yeah, it's Rabakina and Kerber. Agreed. And then the the ladies in the the very bottom quarter. Well, we both we both agree that Krajikova in that top of the quarter is gonna make it through, right? Like yeah. you don't give it to Vika or you don't give it to Mugu. Correct. And in that very bottom, I feel like you're gonna say Sabalenka. I'm a little nervous to say that <laughs> just because I, I know her mentality and it's, it's tough for her to get deep in the, in these grand slams. I know who you're going to pick. I am going to pick, I'm going to grammatical Pulu. <laughs> I'm going to pick Mertens. Ew. What? <laughs> Never. I think it's but okay. I think it's Mertens. Okay. Alright, that's fair. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so Barty Barty gets past pegs, yeah? Ugh. I want you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be um I, I'm gonna go off on a on a limb here and say Peg makes it out of that quarter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I would pick Barty. I think it I'll I pick- think it's gonna be a Go ahead. I'll pick Barty. Okay. Okay. Um, Pliskova, and you—you you did not pick Andreescu. You picked Pavlyuchenkova. Pav. Okay. I picked. I'm picking Andreescu to go through against Pliskova. Wow. I'm gonna say Pliskova okay. over Pavlyuchenkova. Okay. So you have Pe- you have Peg versus Pliskova, and I have Barty Pe- versus Andreescu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wow wild <laughs> so wild um, I have Barty making the final okay um, and then Rabakina versus Kerber 
I'm going to pick Kerber. Same. Uh, Krajikova versus Mertens. I would pick Krajikova. <laughs> I'm going to say Kerber versus Collins. Ooh, you have Collins going to the semis. Oh, I, I, I just I've made my final decision. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's, okay. So what's your final look like? My final is Barty versus Kerber. My final is JPEG versus Daniel Collins. Oh my God, I'm pacing. <laughs> it's going to be an all-American women's final. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. Since we can't have Sloan and Keys back the <laughs> even though that match sucked the big bizzles. I know. After both of their semifinals, what a letdown. Yeah. So who's your winner? Barty. My winner is going to be Daniel Collins. <laughs> Watch her flame out in the second round. I know. Well, she who does she face? Does she face Carla Suarez Navarro in the first in the first in her first round? That's a tough match. Yeah, sentimental. You know, last last go around for Suarez Navarro. Yeah. All right. This might have been a little bit. Of a hot mess of an episode, but uh, <laughs> we hope you all enjoy the U.S. Open. We did want to go through a couple of questions because some of you shared some questions with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Bianca WTF, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we articulated what our thoughts are on this, that she has a bit of an easier path through at least to the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Yeah, WTF. The girl has... She just has bad luck when it comes to injuries. Yeah, bad luck when it comes to injuries and um, just not enough practice. So I don't think that she's going to get past a fourth round, even Mm -hmm. though you're calling her to be in the semi. Yes. Yeah. I'm picking the semi. I'm giving it a Miami final rematch in the semi. Okay, Ooh, okay. Hopefully she doesn't fall and injure herself. <laughs> um, what is unique or special about the U.S. Open? Ooh, why don't you answer that first since you were there? Uh, I was there. Uh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, you know, if you talk about Serena in 2015 or now Djokovic this year, it is the final slam of the year, and for those particular moments, these those players are going for the calendar slam. So obviously, it's the only one where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless it was last year, <laughs> right? <laughs> because there was no Wimbledon. Um, I don't know what is unique about it. I I mean, it's the largest mm-hmm. court in the world. I did get to see um, tennis on Arthur Ashe, and we were sort of. I don't know, 15 rows from the top top and the players look hella small on that court. Babe. Okay. Hands down. The U.S. Open is onto itself unique because of the fans Mm -hmm. and that nighttime electricity. Yes. You know, the New York fans, I think, are some of the best fans in the entire world. They know their tennis. And I mean, they're just indicative of the city. They're loud. They're, you know, bodacious. Uh, they like to stick around till 2.30 in the morning to finish those matches. Mm-hmm. And they are, they give players that are um, on the court electricity, you know, in a way that no other slam gives them, to be honest. Yeah. On that tip, in 2014, when I did go, 
uh, we the last match of the last session that we went to was Nishikori versus Raonic. Mm-hmm. And uh, to your point, we were watching it. Raonic was up two sets to one, but you could see him, uh, you know, losing the gas and uh sure enough he lost the fourth set and (laughs) slowly the fans started uh exiting and he ended up losing the match i forget what the score was but it was 226 a.m oh my god can you imagine wade i think wade wanted to kill himself (laughs) the night train yeah that's take the night train back that's a night train for sure (laughs) Uh, yeah, I would agree with you. The fans definitely make uh, make the tournament and sort of the atmosphere of those of those night sessions. And the fans do engage, uh, but players like Raonich still never will. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more question: What are your favorite matches of all time, men's and women's? I'll put it over to you. Oh my God, Kate! Uh, men's favorite men's match. Ugh, there are so many. I'm going to go classic. Uh, I'm going to say James Blake versus Andre Agassi is one of my favorite men's matches of all time. I even forget what round it was, but it was one of those late night matches, probably the last match on center court. And it was unbelievable tennis of like just screwing around the court and like hitting um, shots around the post so for men's, I mean, that's a reference for me, I think. James Blake versus Andre Agassi. Favorite women's match of all time, OMG. Steffi Graf versus Monica Seles. This is when women's tennis was at its best, 1995 US Open. Monica was coming back from her um, stabbing situation. Mm-hmm. Steffi was the number one player. It was the final that everyone thirsted for, you know? And... It was it, it lived up to all expectations. It was um, three sets, and uh, Steffi came away with it six three in the in the third, which legitimized her being number one while Monica was away. Yeah, but you know it was a nice thing for Monica to to reach the final. Yeah, I agree that sort of return where she came back to Toronto and won the title there, her first mm-hmm. tournament back. And then makes the final of the U.S. Open. That was a very cool moment for sure. Um, I am obviously a big fan of the (laughs) 1991 U.S. Open when Jimmy Connors had his run. So that match uh, against Paul Harhus was a classic. He had, I mean, he had many classic moments in that tournament. But um, that particular match, um, I think it was the quarterfinals, was a highlight for me. Um, I think more recently, uh, the 2019 final Medvedev versus Nadal, that match was like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just the way he was able to turn that match around being down two sets to love. Uh, I think he was up in the fifth set, uh, was up 40 love on serve and then, you know, blew the service game after that. And then Nadal was able to turn it around. Uh, but that match was unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, being Canadian, we have to um, show some love for Bianca, who was able mm-hmm. to take down Serena on center court. She had a three set 
tough match in the semis against Benchich, who we don't have going much, <laughs> <laughs> uh, much farther in this particular event. But she had a tough road. I thought she was going to lose that semifinal. Yeah. And then I don't think anybody picked her to win that final against Serena. And she pulled through. Yeah. One that I know you've spoken about before, just because it was, uh, you know, everything kind of came together for her was the Vinci semifinal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's a good match. That, too, that moment was, yeah, it was just cool to sort of see her, you know, trying to pull at the crowd when she knew everybody was against her. It was kind <laughs> of a weird, weirdly scheduled. It was like an afternoon Match. It was at the time when Arthur Ashe Stadium, I think, had a bit of the structure for the roof, but uh, it wasn't quite on. So the shadowing was really weird on the court. And just the way she crafted them points and, and moved Serena around and hit angles and hit slices. Um, obviously, you got a feel for Serena, who was going for the calendar slam and all mm-hmm. that pressure and stuff. But, you know, Vinci played a beautiful beautiful match yeah love watching that post-match interview one of my favorites yeah yeah so good you get that's one of those moments where you get welled up hearing (laughs) and then she you know she floundered to her countrywoman in the final i know flavia who then who then retired (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) okay wow i know we talked i'm tired no we talked for like 72 (laughs) minutes well, it's done. We have our picks. Mm-hmm. Watch us be completely wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, we didn't do it at the front end, but patreon.com mm-hmm. slash ready play tennis. <laughs> so you can support us. And when we have time, we'll get on the merch so you can buy some merch and support us. Oh, we there's an update on that, but I'll share that with you offline. Oh, cute. I yeah. like that. And uh, next weekend, we'll be watching... Uh, the U.S. Open, which probably one of our favorite things to do is to watch the U.S. Open, you know, the mid-weekend f- with our friends in Montreal. I know. So it's going to be a tennis extravaganza next mm. weekend. Our own tennis and slam tennis. Yeah. And uh, I hope to win one match. Yes, I hope to win one match as well. In doubles, I hope to win several. Yeah, Because I know. we oh made the semifinals the last time we were there. Did we? Yeah. Oh, who did we lose to? We lost to those dudes from Boston. Remember, you oh, served yeah. like seven double faults in the first game, and they're like, um, can you not step over step the on line? Step on the line? On, over oh, your my surf? God. <laughs> Ew, you know, I hope they don't listen to us, but whatever. Fine. <laughs> anyway, we, we actually will give you guys hugs, socially distanced hugs in Montreal if we see you. Oh, not real ones? <laughs> yeah, not real ones, because we, <laughs> okay. we don't want to hug people like that anyway (laughs) okay um we'll see you next week bye we're here for your tennis-tainment or your tentertainment or whatever it is but if you like what we're serving up please give us a five-star review and like share and subscribe and like such as wait one more thing don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok at ready play tennis podcast